you don't pay for it. The customer does. So you have to make their experience better and you can make their experience better by having better employees. So they pay for their experience. Brian, just like going to a a two-star hotel or a five-star hotel, it's all 300 square feet. They all have a mattress and a shower. One's 80 bucks and one's 300. Yeah. What do you get? Well, there's a big difference there, you know? So same with your price. Are you two-star service? And what are your people look like? Are you five-star service? You know, what what do your people act like and look like? This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast, brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. And today I have with me Jason Keys. He's with Morgan Exteriors. He's a partner at Morgan Exteriors. They're out of Tampa. They sell windows. They sell kitchens now. And I just met Jason recently and very impressed with what he has done in the business. Well, what him and his partner have done in the business in a relatively short time. And so I wanted to make sure and ask him to be a guest, and he very kindly agreed. So, Jason, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Brian. You know, long-time listener, first-time guest, so I appreciate being here. Awesome. Cool. Before we get started, I want to make sure that I mention to all of you listening that we are having our annual event, Accelerate Live, February 15th and 16th here in South Florida. There's also a bonus day. And unlike other years, we actually have three bonus day opportunities. One is accelerate your customer experience. One is accelerate your sales. And the third bonus day option is called accelerate your growth. So February 15th and 16th, hopefully you can join us. Go to accelerate event.com accelerate event.com and yes there are two e's there in the middle of that ugly url but that's what it is go there get your ticket as of this recording now which is mid-october a third of the seats more than a third of the seats are already gone so hopefully we will see you there all right jason that was my shameless plug for uh, Accelerate Live. So tell us your story. First off, actually, before we go to the backstory, tell us a little bit about Morgan Exteriors today. Only share what you're comfortable with, but give us a sense how many jobs you sell or how many salespeople do you have? And Sure, sure, Brian. Currently today, we're operating five locations, Tampa, Orlando, Fort Myers, Jacksonville, and we just opened this year our West Palm location. We will net somewhere north of 50 million this year, which is a number I've been chasing uh, for a couple of years now to get there. And uh, we're definitely happening. The pace is is there and we're almost at the end. So should be no reason not to hit it. Awesome. How many salespeople? We're currently running uh, anywhere from 35 to 40 salespeople in that range. Wow, on good. a daily so basis. Good producers. Yeah, we're uh, running 50 to 60 issued, you know, confirmed appointments on a daily basis. Nice. 
Is the kitchen part of the business included in the 50 million? Yeah, so that's an all in, Brian. We do sell windows and siding, hardy board, vinyl. We sell entry doors. We sell, uh, you know, we're a back planet dealer as well in three locations. Oh, okay. uh, we're selling that. We're not selling that at all locations yet. We're, we're working on adding that in. And we do sell kitchens at two of the locations now. So that's an all in number across all the products that we do sell. Awesome. Okay, cool. So let's go back. So give us your history. This is really interesting, by the way, to the listener. So give us your history. Sure. My first, my first sales job, I worked in furniture. I was 18 years old and I got a job. Uh, my uncle, if anybody remembers a store called Montgomery Wards. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember that Montgomery Wards. He was a, he was a manager there. And I was in the high school and he said, Hey, what are you doing after high school? And I said, I don't know. And he said, Hey, come, you'd be really good in sales and you should come work for me. And the, you could sell appliances here and you'd make like 40 or $50,000. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm on my way. Okay. So I get out of high school and I call him and he goes, not a good idea. We're going out of business. But he said, go apply at some of the big furniture stores or the you know appliance stores in town. And this is back in Michigan and they'll hire you. So that's what I did. I went to a furniture store. I worked there for about seven years. I was really successful at it. There was a cap on income there, but they had a system, Brian, that they taught me and I was right out of high school. So I just listened to what the adults told me and it worked. I'd always see people come in there though, Brian, making a lot more money than me in this furniture store, selling mortgages, selling houses, selling windows per se. And when I was 25, I quit there right in the middle of the winter. And I only looked at jobs that said, uh, you can make a hundred thousand bucks or more. And one of the places that had that ad, it was a little company. You may have heard of them before. 1-800-Hansons in Michigan with Brian Elias. And I went to work there and the ad said you could make uh, up to like 150 grand a year selling windows. And same thing, Brian, I, I went there, they had a system, they had a process. I learned it, I mastered it. I helped develop it after years of working there with Brian. I was a road warrior there for about six years. Uh, I think I ran somewhere around 7,000 appointments in my selling career. Yep, the, he, you know him, he produced a, a lot of leads for sure. Oh yeah. And then I became, I got into management there and I left there after about a decade as the corporate sales trainer. So I, I got to live it there. I got to, I got to breathe it there. I got to watch Brian take his, you know, business. When I started there, he's doing probably 25 million or so with one or two locations. And, and, and I soaked up as much as I could while I, while I worked there. I, I would sit in canvas meetings and I wasn't a canvasser. I would sit in call center meetings and I wasn't a call center. I would be in the warehouse watching what's going on. I'd be talking to everybody in there. I could just to get information. I didn't know my, what my plan or path was, but I wanted to grow in that company. And I did. After many years of working there, my wife and I decided we wanted to move to Florida. And we came down here to Florida and I decided I didn't, I didn't want to go work with a big company that already had a bunch of locations and a system and and all that information that I had learned there. So I looked for someone who was open, successful, but not necessarily huge. So that's where I found my partner, Kirk Morgan, Morgan Exteriors. And I came in as a, a sales rep and a running sales manager. And after a short amount of time, I, I, I took him. He was running this business for 20 years, doing you know uh, somewhere in the ballpark of about $5 million a year. 
when I walked in, they had three sales reps. You know, I show me your pitch. You know, it was a it was a pitch, but it was some laminated pages and a blue binder. And uh, you know, it was uh, are you calling for? Are you, is everybody calling for drops? Are they following this? Are they doing? And the answer was, yeah, no, it wasn't really systemized. How are the leads coming in? How is this happening? So I was able to take a lot of the things that I learned there with with Hanson's and Brian and come here and and really get off the ground and, and take these systems that I have worked in and trained and, you know, mastered over the years. And, you know, within, within months, you know, three, 400,000, 500,000 a month, we were doing seven, 800,000. I mean, literally within a few months of just, Hey, let's aggressively buy some appointments and let's aggressively, you know, ask, ask for the order multiple times in the house. And, and you know, we, our first, my first year down here, we did somewhere North of like $13 million you know, so doubled his business in a, in a year. And then, and then from there, we've just kind of grown a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. One of the major things of the growth was adding more products. You, you already have a client base, Brian, in this business. And, you know, one of the things that he had added on very, Kirk had added on very shortly before I started was uh, the Bath Planet product, which now we probably sell between the three stores we're selling at it. We're selling probably like maybe... 80 to 100 per month and then that's out of the three stores we're, we're trying to add that to two more here this year to get another 15 or 20 sales per store out of that per month i, I won't say that i'm i'm the best bath installer in, in the world and we're not the fastest at it but we're going to market it and we're going to you know get the get the internet leads and we're going to go out there and we're going to sell the job so the biggest thing for our growth was adding more products a lot of guys out there i talk to they sell one thing and that's it and if you're in one area, you got to try and max that area out. So by adding more products, it's definitely an easy, very easy way to, to grow your business. Give me, I'm sorry, give me a little yeah. bit of context. How many years ago was this when you started over there? It'll be, we're in the fifth year. It'll be six years in February. Six years. So this, okay. This is the fifth year. Yeah. This is the fifth year. Yeah. This, yeah. We're in the fifth year right now as we, as we speak. Yeah. Because yeah. it sounds like everything you're talking about, and, and I want to unpack some of it. It sounds like it took 15 years to do, but it really only oh. took you guys a few short years to do it. So you said that the first jump was from five to 13. And I just already, just in some of the things that you said, I have an idea of what you went and did, but I want to hear it from you. So what were some of the things that you put into place in order so, to more than double the, the business. And yeah, Brian, some of the basics, Brian, a really good company story. You know, why, why buy from us? It's not just, you know, we're licensed and insured and run the Better Business Bureau. You know, we're, our, our sales reps are in there. They're doing a 20 minute, you know, range company story. They're going to tell them why they should buy from us, why they need to buy from us, why if they don't buy from us, they're probably making a mistake. And, and we get some commitments along the way where it's not the window you guys are selling. It's, it's not the pavers you're selling. It's not, everybody's already selling windows. They've already made that decision. They're going to buy it from you. The question is, sorry, they, they've already made the decision that they're going to buy windows. That's the logical decision. You need to get them to make the emotional decision. That's to buy from you. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that was the biggest change right there was we had to build a very strong company story. And then, you know, just a strong pitch, you know, we go through it all. It's, uh, you know, we're definitely spending an hour and a half with the client before we give a price. That's kind of the minimum. We have a 90 minute rule. 
nobody lays down a price. I don't care if it was three windows or 30, you're going to spend some time and build some value. And, and, that, and then we have a, you know, a 30 plus minute close process, which walks them through a nice, easy step. The customer doesn't feel pressured. We're not there to do that. We are there to ask for the order. We use internal pressure to get the customer to buy by using the calendar, you know, to close deals, which everybody does. You've been to a store that sale ends Sunday and then, you know, we're using the calendar to our side and, you know, pushing, pushing some discounts where it, you know, may pull on the customer's greed a little bit. And, uh, we're, you know, we're asking for that order for sure why, why we are there. The, the growth too, you know, we, we I have I increased prices. That was, you know, another thing that I got here and his prices were good, but I, we can sell it for more. That was, uh, that, and that, that immediately added, I'm sure a couple million bucks on the bottom line. Cause we just started selling it for more money, really getting guys into a system. You know, I, I, I the original first person I actually hired, his name's Blake and uh, he runs my West Palm store now. And I mean, I'm not in the big turnover business either. I want to keep people. So he's been with me for five and a half, six years now, the first person I hired and, it was, uh, you know, we had some growing pains together and, you know, he, he's lived it and breathed it just like I did. So giving him a store was a no brainer. You know, giving him one of our, our operations to run was an easy decision. The other growth, you know, is, is, is really getting the right systems in place to make sure that you have leads every day and a good lead flow too. We've got a good marketing manager working on that. Joseph, great call center person, Kim. They just, they just kill it every single day. And, and, and these people are all paid highly based on performance. We don't have a bunch of big salaries in our company. The majority of uh, our people, even down to the installation managers, window order tax. I mean, there's some type of performance pay tied to what they're doing. So I think that helps uh, grow people and and maintain a good good high level uh, employee. Okay, so in all of that, so we have the, the wealthy contract, what we call the wealthy contractor success, wealth and freedom framework. And within that framework, it, it basically says if you want to, to make more money and, and have freedom in your life and freedom to spend your time the way that you want to spend your time, there's three things in your business you got to get right. People, process, and profit. You just talked about all three of them. So I want to start with process because I know that I know where you came from. I know mm-hmm. Brian very well. I've been in and out of that business for years. Oh. Right. And Brian is super process, process driven. So when you talk about process, what does that look like? How did you, how do you, for people that are maybe like, you know, when you went into Morgan, they had a process. It was okay. It was producing what it was producing. But now you came in and you, did something. So talk to us a little bit about how do you create a really good process and what defines a really good process to you? Builder Prime is changing the game for home improvement contractors. Imagine having everything you need to help your business grow in one place. CRM, estimating marketing automation with SMS, production management software, and now call center dialer integration all wrapped into one easy to use package. And it's never been easier to switch CRMs. Hundreds of contractors trust Builder Prime to grow their businesses with powerful reporting tools to see which leads are making money, which sales reps are the top performers and where to optimize for the greatest impact. We're talking about winning more jobs, 
boosting productivity, and delighting your customers. Are you ready to fuel your business growth even faster without all the daily frustrations of your current tech stack? You owe it to yourself, your team, and your business to learn why everyone is switching over to Builder Prime, the only true does-it-all CRM for home improvement contractors. Head over to BuilderPrime.com and request a personalized demo with an expert today. That's a really good question, Brian. Again, I I lived it and breathed it for a long time. I I always say working with Brian Elias, it was my paid internship. I mean, it's in me to just do it. And and when I came here, this was just kind of easy. It just naturally, naturally flowed and evolved. A good process. I mean, it, it starts, like you just said, having the right people, having, you know, the right pay structure for those people. Again, it, it's a performance-based position, mostly with our team. And that person, you know, you find the person who's maybe hungry enough to want to grow and you offer them some more money based on growth. Hey, we're, we're already doing X, so I'll pay you this amount for X. But listen, if you want to grow and I want to grow, and if you talk about in your you know, wealthy contractor groups where you want people to have more freedom, the only way to have more freedom is to offer somebody some money. I mean, they, they, that's what Kirk did to me and look, you know, our, our partnership's been great as far as growing the business goes. So if you're looking for growth and, and, and you want to you know, sit back a little more and relax, you got to be willing to share some of the wealth. Yeah. It'll make you an even wealthier contractor if you do that. If you have the right margins, you can hire as many people as you want. Okay, yeah, that that's an interesting for. statement, by the way, yeah, and, what you and, just and, said. Well, yeah. you don't pay for it. The customer yeah. does. So you have to make their experience better. And you can make their experience better by having better employees. So they pay for their experience. Brian, it's just like going to a, a two-star hotel or a five-star hotel. It's all 300 square feet. They all have a mattress and a shower. One's 80 bucks and one's 300. Yeah. What do you get? Well, there's a big difference there, you know? So same with your price. Are you two-star service and what are your people look like? Are you five-star service? You know, what do your people act like and look like? So, yeah. Okay. So what's interesting is I asked you a question about process and this happens with people. So it's so, it became so natural for you. You can't even describe to me what you did. So, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I think that's amazing because what you did was you came in and you saw like, okay, wait a minute. We used to do it like step one, step two, step three, step four. What's missing in this process is he's missing step two. Step five yeah, yeah. is shaky. Step seven doesn't even exist, let alone eight, nine, and 10. So you came in and you said, okay, let me look at this. Do you, so as a practical matter for an owner that's looking at their processes, are these things that you're taking, are you writing them down? When you came in, did you did you write started to write things down? Did you make videos? Did you? No, I mean, it's, it's been a growing process for the whole team. You know, our team that's been here for the five years since I've been here, they've been here with us. So, you know, again, just just like Kurt wasn't doing it, they weren't doing that much marketing. That we're spending the money we're spending now is insane. You know, what's going out on a monthly basis? It's just mind boggling to think where we where we were spending five years ago. Compared to today, we, we questioned spending 20 grand in a week, you know, five years ago on, on one source. And now it's like, uh, yeah, go ahead, turn it up. You know, like we, we know the numbers and everything. So that's not, not, not the issue. Uh, the process, man, we are the fastest to get to the leads. 
we call the leads within, I mean, minutes, if not seconds, to make sure we have enough staff in the call center to call that appointment immediately. And we go to that house immediately, same day, next day, we are there at the house giving the estimate, okay? You might know this in Florida, I'm in Florida, people showing up that fast doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Okay, number two, I can't tell you, we try to get some landscaping done. My wife went to a nursery. She begged them to come out to the house. They came out to the house. They spent two hours with her picking where it's gonna go, what she wanted. Three weeks go by, no, we're gonna email you the price. No price given yet. Yeah. I wanna give you a check and you can't give me a price. Just a fence guy, we had a fence guy come out. We had to beg him to come out. They come out. You know how much it is per linear foot per fence. Okay. Give me the price, take my check and order it. Right. Yeah. Well, that process in Florida, it, it's bad. Okay. It might be that way elsewhere too, but people just don't follow up on given prices. So yes, I'm pricing in the home. You can figure out, I price kitchens in the home. Okay. A, a full blown out kitchen with a countertop, everything. You can make it simple enough to figure it out and price it in the home price the baths in the home, we price the windows in the home, we price the siding in the home. We don't go back to the office. Okay, like I said, when we're there for two or three hours, that's because we're there pricing it, we're measuring it, we're getting them to commit. People do want to buy this, Brian. Yeah. They, they don't want to do this two, three, four, five times. And let me tell you, the process of going same day or next day wins every time. Because the, the other guy, I, I scheduled the other guy, but he couldn't come up for two weeks. I called you guys or you got me on the phone today and you're here the next morning. You told me you'd be here at 10. Like everyone wears a Morgan shirt, pants, you know, dress pants to the, you know, to the, to the lead. And then they go in with our, with our selling process. And, and then we, we place that order. We finance it right in the house. We use multiple lenders to get it approved and signed and done in the home. Before we leave the house, we call and schedule the next measure. Okay. So the customer has a commitment that it's scheduled and something's happening. So they don't flake out and they got somebody calling in six days, coming in six days. Right. They might cancel that guy because we're already measuring it by then. I got my second measure guy out there. This is done. We're going to make this happen for you. So speeding up that process, that, that's what that looks like. Measure guy goes out, Brian. It, it goes back to our measure, whoever, whatever department it might go back to after that, whether it be windows or siding. If it's windows because of the long delays now, I mean, it's ordered within hopefully hours. We have huge, huge backlog at the whole other podcast on that. Crazy, crazy backlogs. We have processes now that we didn't have before where the customer gets called every couple of weeks and they get emails and, you know, listen, we're, we are not, we are not perfect by any means, but uh, we are, we are getting better by the day. Yeah. So it's fascinating. So to, to the listener, you just heard a whole bunch of success print things that need to be in place in order for you to have a successful home improvement business. You just heard him rattle off a whole bunch of those things. Let's talk about people. When you started there, how many people were there? About, just about. Three salespeople, a couple people in the call center, Kirk, his wife, Cheryl, you know, Cheryl was uploading contracts and yeah. Kirk was getting permits and stuff, you know, Kirk was out measuring stuff. That doesn't happen today. You know, yeah. so what, how 10, many people 12, were there 10, in the whole office, maybe 15, 15 okay, and then sub, subcontractors today? and stuff. Today? Today, call center with salespeople. Total, total. I know that on 100 plus, I mean, plus, sub, plus subcontractors, Okay. multiple stores, offices, 
Okay, so here's my okay, so here's the question. So sure. you got about 15. Let's just yep. say around 15. You have around a hundred today. Yep. That's a huge leap. Okay. And by the way, the labor shortage thing, if you know, for this has been going on for three or four years. This is not a you yeah. know, 2020, 2021 occurrence. We were dealing with this three and four years ago. So how did you add so many people? To your company. I mean, you talked a little bit about it before with the whole performance, performance pay, and maybe you want to talk a little bit more about what that means and what it looks like. But how did you add so many people? In one location, we we could not fit that many people here in you know in one location. So after we were able to get Tampa running at a successful rate, we we actually pushed really really hard for several months to try to get increase the business here dramatically. And we did, we got some two and two and a half million dollar months, but we, we were, you know, we were spending, they were a lot of newspaper, a lot of radio, a lot of prints. There was even some, some TV at some time and looking for got, people. No, looking for sales. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to get into the people part here. Oh, okay. Got yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But you're talking about just advertising. Yeah. Okay. So, so we were marketing hard. And what happened is we got the extra 500,000 we were trying to get, but we were spending 200 grand to get it. Okay. So the dollars didn't make sense and it was time to cut those expensive marketing costs away. So after that, we wanted to grow. So we, we took our best marketing sources, which is mostly the internet and, you know, your, and your home advisors of the world, the other lead providers. And that's how we opened Orlando was just by having a lead provider or two on. And, and there were some mistakes and things that we learned along the way. But our Orlando office now has, I think, seven staff that work in the building, 12 salespeople, right? Handful of installers. So it's not Tampa. Tampa doesn't have 100 employees. Tampa has the call center. and It doesn't staff. matter. You had to find people. Oh, yeah. So finding the people, it just takes time. I mean, when, when we opened the Orlando store, my manager there, Rob, his wife, Sandy, run it. They're a great husband-wife team. I'm lucky to have them for sure. They started with, we started with like two salespeople. Those guys are long gone by now. You know, that's that's the life of it. And then we've slowly grown, you know, when it was just them two running it and we got to four salespeople and we got to 400,000 in a month. I remember how excited we were like, because the goal was to get it to a $5 million a year store. We could open some stores and they could just do 5 million in a good, with a good margin and low marketing costs by using the best marketing sources we have to expand the business outward. And that was the, it was like, oh my God, we got, and then the next thing you know, it's we're doing 500, we're doing 600,000 a month. Last month, they've been open, they opened, it was three years in April. Okay, so we've been open three and a half years roughly. And that store had a, a record month. They netted over 1.5 million wow. uh, last month, net business. Again, how do we get that business to grow? Well, first, we only sold windows there. Three months later, we added siding. A year or so later, we added the bathrooms. The beginning of this year, we added the kitchens that we sell. So, so without kitchens and bathrooms, that wouldn't be $1.5 million. But they did a bunch of bathrooms. They did a bunch of kitchens. And we cross-train a lot of our reps, too. So to get to 100, well, we opened the next door. was Fort Myers. The next door after that was Jacksonville. And like our Fort Myers store is just now opening. It's just getting its traction. Two people work in that office and like two salespeople. It's very small now. It's not, but three and a half years from now, hopefully we have another podcast. And I'm telling you that it did 1.5 
million dollars. That's what I want to put out into the universe. Okay. That's what I want it doing now that I know, know that it's possible. So what I'm saying is Brian, if someone wants to go their business, whatever you're doing in one location, major city, you can go do it somewhere else. Okay. As long as you got the right systems, the right process. Yeah. And then you can find the right people. But only after, and this is Brian Elias's advice, but, and to the, to, to the people that are listening, you only do it when you max out your location. So yes. maxed out Tampa, then they went looking for other locations. But because you set up the business like using e-myth terms, Michael Gerber, you guys set up your business like a franchise. So if we, you know, here's how we do it here. We do, we get leads from here. This is how we sell the leads. This is how we measure, how we set, how we measure, yeah. how we order, how we, the customer experience, the whole thing. Here it is step-by-step. Step. Here's how you do it. And yeah, now, uh, to, to go back on that too, each location doesn't have its own marketing. Each location doesn't have its own payroll department. Each location doesn't have... It's all on ordering. We're, we're controlling that here in Tampa. It's centralized. Yes. So those are kind of very low cost hubs. I mean, you've got low, you, our Fort Myers store should net somewhere north of 9 million, maybe 10 million this year. And, and I'm running that out of a, an office that we rented for it's under $3,000 per month. Wow. Okay. It's not, it's not pretty. I don't need to be pretty. I don't have a showroom. I'm, okay. I'm, um, internet leads that show up at the house. We're only selling windows and siding there now. And we're buying all that through distribution. So I'm not touching the windows. I'm not touching the siding. That's all at a warehouse. So I don't need a lot of people. I don't need warehouse people to move things around. You know? And that's helped us grow too by using the, the distribution chain line. So wherever, whatever supply line you're buying, they have a supplier that can supply it for you. That, that allows you massive growth opportunity because you don't need to hold anything or pay for anything until you take it out of those warehouses. Helped us grow dramatically. Yeah. Talk about pay for performance because I another person, you may, you may know Brian Gottlieb from Tundraland. He, he was on here a few months back. He said the exact same thing about performance-based pay. So can you talk a little bit about what that looks like? Like what percentage of their... But just out of curiosity, their overall percentage of income, how much of it is a, sal a salary or base pay versus performance pay? Well, there's definitely no cap on the performance pay. I mean, the, the more the store does, if you're opening stores, the more you're going to get. I and mean, that's, that's, that's it. So right now, I, I, our Orlando stores, you know, would be a good example. I'd actually say only about this year for him, because he, he, we've grown it, only about 25% of his, his income is a salary. 75% is the bonus pay. I didn't take it down as we grew. He helped me grow it. Yeah. He, he's the one who moved to Orlando for me. He's the yeah. one, you know, who is there every day. You know, and there were times I was driving out there twice a week to, you know, manage this and manage that and help him get it off the ground. But I, I tell you what, this year, I think I've been there twice and it was just yeah. to go to lunch. You know what I mean? It wasn't a bunch of work. So no, they, they, you put out a bonus structure that says, Hey, as this grows, you got it home. And, uh, you know, it's a very, very, very lucrative bonus structure that we do offer. You know, I've, I've had people move for me all over the state opening these stores and because they see, hey, the potential, hey, if I'm here in five years and this place is doing 20 million, I'm going to be making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's what I want. And, you know, when we first opened these stores, they're everything. Okay. I mean, they're, they're the sales manager, they're the hiring manager, they're the general manager, they're, 
the trainer, they're everything. And as we grow, we start adding a sales manager. We add different departments to it. We, we go after what's easiest first. And you know what's fascinating about people in this business that do it right, like you, is that you can lean on going back, you know, tying people and process together. You can lean on the process to prove to people that, hey, coming and working here, you can make a lot of money. So your pitch to a salesperson is very different than the guy down the street that's running around all day chasing fires, trying to sell this and trying to do that, trying to put a sales system together. It's going to be hard for him to get a salesperson. But for you, it's like, here's our list of salespeople, okay? You could say to, your, to a prospect salesperson, hey, look, here's our deal. I'm going to teach you a system that when you execute this system, you're going to go out, you're going to run two leads a day, five days a week, let's say you're going to run 10 leads, you're going to sell at least three of them. If you follow my system exactly the way I'm going to show you, and I'm going to make up numbers. So if each deal is worth 10 grand, and you're paying a 10% commission, every lead that you run now is going to be worth $300 to you, every yep. single one, right? Yep. And at now. the end of the week, if you run my system, you can make $3,000 in a week. Yep. Absolutely. And we, we have reps highly succeeding that a level for sure. But it also, but to, again, in order for you to be able to grow and scale a business and grow and scale doesn't mean get to 50 million. I'm talking, get to five, get to 10. If that's what, what you want to get to At the end of the day, it's all about how much money do you want to make? And so, but this is one of the ways that you make that happen. You're such a great example of, of showing that. And I think same thing with the general manager, right? Go to Orlando. We're going to open a, an office in Orlando. It's not like you sent him there and told him to go figure everything out on his own. He had a roadmap. He had a process. A system. The, the first one, the first store, Brian, was a little, we had, it was, it was our first set store. There were some, the very first couple months, I mean, he had a checkbook with a bunch of checks I signed to pay installers with. Yeah. Now we have a process. We're done through payroll. He's not just filling out check, you know, so. That yeah, but process maybe, yeah, but that process, okay, maybe the check writing process wasn't perfect, but you had a process for getting leads. Oh, yeah. You had a process for converting those leads into sales, profit, yes. and for getting them installed. Yep. Right? So all yeah. the rest of the stuff you can build on, but the fundamentals, he didn't have to go and make up. No, no. Right? He had a sales no. system that, he just took from it Tampa, drove it over to Orlando and said, okay, here, this is how we do it here. Yep, absolutely. And then, uh, and now once we open that second store, that first store took about two years to get open and operating. Yeah. And I mean, we opened Fort Myers the year after Jacksonville, the year that was last year and this year's West Palm and the uh, next year, possibly an Ocala location. So cool. what we have saying here, we're, you know, taking over Florida one zip code at a time with our systems. Nice. Okay, so the other thing, and I'm going to watch the clock here, but before we turned on the recording, it was very interesting because I was asking him about the kitchen business, because I actually started in the kitchen business. So let me set up how most people do it. And then we're going to talk about how you do it, which is brilliant, because to me, you know, making money as a general contractor, as a remodeler, a design build, that's a tough, tough gig to make work. 
there's a lot of great operators out there and they're doing a really good job and we need them. But it's nothing like the replacement business where you're in and out in just a matter of days and things are standardized. But going back to my days of doing it, people would come, we would design out the kitchen, we would sit with them, they would pick out what they wanted, then they would come back and we would do this and this and this again. Then we would go to their house and meet with them and finally get them to sign a contract for whatever it was, 30, 40, $50,000. Then we'd go and order the materials. Finally, day of demo would show up. They, after demo, we did such a good job. That house was super clean. I remember one day, I didn't even have to ask for the progress payment. Dude had it, had it right there sticking on the drain pipe. He had an envelope where I couldn't miss it. He had a progress payment. Six weeks later, they hated our guts. Yeah. Ten weeks later, they they were like, they wanted us out of their lives forever. They never, ever wanted to see us again. And now, look, that's not everybody's experience. That wasn't the sure, sure. experience every single time. But for me, I talk with people all the time about this business of, you know, design build and we're going to do a custom kitchen and we're going to do a custom bathroom and it's going to take weeks and weeks to install. And I'm just like, no, no, there's another way. So let's talk about how you did kitchens just to give people a, a little bit of a contrast to see, okay, here's something that's highly custom and highly specialized, but how did you standardize it? This is one of the things I'm actually most proud of over the last couple of years, Brian, is, is starting this kitchen business because I did not have the model. I didn't have, you know, the 10 years of experience. So this was something new and something I, I wanted to figure out. So I, I got this idea of selling kitchen refacing and we looked around, we found a kitchen reface, refacing supplier and we kind of signed up with them and we were out running around offering kitchen refacing only. That was it. And that customer, especially down here in Florida, a lot of particle board cabinets, they were falling apart. So you couldn't reface half your customers. You couldn't, they, they'd buy from you and they'd be like, hey, Brian, you, I got 20 grand. Can you do my kitchen? I can't do refacing. Can you offer new boxes? And we just did. We only offered reface material. So the sales rep, I'm asking the sales rep, how come they couldn't close the deal? And the sales rep would just say, well, if I had a new kitchen material, I, I would have been able to close that one. And we were doing okay. Our goal was to sell one kitchen per week. And we started with the refacing and we ended up selling about, uh, about two per week. So it was a good business, but we had a bunch of leads and we wanted to sell more of them. So we added uh, some ready to assemble cabinets, some you know Chinese made ready to assemble cabinets, which are actually all the, all the bad stuff out there that they say comes out of China. This stuff's actually pretty good. A lot of customers are very, very happy with it. It's not that cheap. Okay. <laughs> Still pretty expensive material. And we offered that. So that, that took us from, you know, one to two kitchens per, per week. All the, all the way up to spice size, say about 12 to 15 per month on, on a continual basis. Those ready to assemble cabinets are very limited in options. You're going to have, you know, this white door comes in white only, and this gray door comes in gray of the style, and that's it. There's no changing because it's all in stock. It's all already made. So I asked the rep, how come you didn't close that deal? What happened? Oh, if I would have just had a lighter gray shaker, if I would have had a little bit wider of a door, they would have spent thirty dollars or $40,000. So I listened to the sales rep. I identified the problem. I found the solution. So, so today we do carry a full custom line where you can pick anything you want, any door color, any co a little more expensive. I do sell the right to assemble cabinets. I still offer the refacing. We've added the kitchens to our second store, Orlando. Plan on adding the Jacksonville because it's, it's systemized now. I can just keep repeating this everywhere. 
we definitely sell over one more than one per day on a basis here of operating out of two stores. We'll do somewhere north of five million in kitchens this this year. And we are not changing the footprint whatsoever. We're not moving walls. Okay, we're not moving the plumbing. We're, we're keeping the, the sink where the sink is. We're not rebuilding the island. We do confirm that on the phone that we're not moving walls and all that. So we at least have a better standing when we get there. And just like the window business, in the window business, I am in the replacement business. I take your old windows out. I put new windows in exactly where the windows were. I don't change the door style. I don't make it bigger. I don't cut the window down. I don't do any of that. I just replace windows. In the kitchen business, I went after the same, that same model. I'm going to be in the kitchen replacement business, not the kitchen remodeling business, the kitchen replacement business. So we take cabinets out where they were and we put the same ones back in. We do not go in with the 2020 drawing up front on the custom kitchens. Um, I have a very unique pricing structure um, of how to do it. I simplified it. And my measure tech, he goes in, he goes in with his laptop and does the 2020 drawing for the customer right in the house. And he gets him to sign off on it right there. So there's no changes later. There's no thinking about it. He walks in. This is where the sink's going. This is where this is going. He measures it. He hits submit from the house, from the house, submits the order right to the factory and off we go. Yeah, All right. This way, when you're installing it, you're, you're there for a couple of days, not a couple of weeks. Our granite countertop guy or stone guy, he's there, you know, third or fourth day of the process. He comes in a week or so later with the top. Our guys go back, hook up the sink and the plumbing, and they pay us. And so it's a repeatable business. Yeah, nice. I think that's brilliant. Wow. So, Jason, we've talked about a lot of stuff today. Thank you so much. This has been You're really welcome. good. This has been really good. I'm looking forward to seeing where you are a year and two years and three years from now, taking over Florida. Hopefully you will come to Miami and solve some of my home issues. It is really tough to get people. I mean, I'm like, I got a guy for low voltage night lighting that I've been begging, like practically begging to come back so I can give him more money. I mean, it's just unbelievable what's, yeah. what, how it is. I think part of it is just the unique environment that we're in. Yeah, but I sure. also think that there aren't a lot of companies out there like the way that my clients run their companies, like you run your company, like Brian used to run Hanson's. I just, I think that we're not, we, we, in a lot of cases, we just don't think about the customer enough. Anyway, that's a whole nother conversation, but good to see you doing so well. I'm really glad that we met. Thank you for, for being here. Oh, you're welcome, Brian. And to everybody listening, grab your seats to accelerate if you're interested in going to a really cool event. By the way, we also, I'll, I'll, I'll do a, a little more, just one more little pitch. Our event is like guaranteed, like the only event in the industry that's 100% guaranteed. Not only do you get your money back, but we'll give you a thousand bucks, $1,000 in cash if you don't think that our event was worth attending. So anyway, accelerateevent.com would love to meet you in person and see you there. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group, and this is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a different way? Did it spark an idea or ideas that you hadn't thought of before? 
Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. If it did, I'd like to ask you a favor. Would you leave a five-star review of the podcast? By doing so, you'll help other contractors find the podcast more easily so that we can help them achieve more success, wealth, and freedom. And before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. In fact, if you haven't already, make sure you go to thewealthycontractor.com and get your free copy of my latest book, The Seven Secrets to Becoming a Wealthy Contractor. Just pay shipping and handling, and I'll take care of the cost of the book. So until next time, this is Brian Cascavalsia. 